Welcome to the audio podcast for Saturday Night Life. SNL is a ministry of Northridge Church, and our hope is that this will be a tool that blesses and encourages you in your walk with Jesus. If you want to learn more about Northridge Church or SNL, you can visit us at nrchurch.ca or join us for Saturday Night Life at 7 p.m. on Saturday evenings. Until we meet, be blessed and enjoy the word for this evening. One, two, three. Um, what a, oh, I feel like I'm hot. Do you know which one the mic is, Mike? You'll figure it out. You see that little thing, if you could turn me down just a little bit. Hey, I love the lyric of that little, last little song. Well, you really turned me down there, man. You got way too much power back there. I don't know if I, how I feel about that. Um, I just want to say that uh, somebody is really excited. Uh, Jessica and Bobby and the crew in Cranbrook. Um, you guys know Jessica Jeffers. She often will lead us in music worship. Uh, Jessica and her husband Bobby are visiting Bobby's parents in Cranbrook, and they were tuned in from there, and they were cheering in the chat, and uh, so she was pretty excited. Um, the, the lyrics we just sang, this, this whole idea of evidence, I feel like even though this isn't really my night and my, my stopwatch to pay attention to, I feel like we need to take a moment. Uh, there are a bunch of people who got baptized here. Who got baptized last week? There you go. I, I just want to leave, yeah, you can clap for that. And we've got four more that we're going to be baptizing tonight. We're really excited. At least four more. And that's one of the things I want to kind of put in front of you right now. As you sit there today, I want you to consider having a soft heart and big ears. Not literally big ears, but like ears to listen. And if the Holy Spirit's nudging you, and if tonight is your night to get baptized, my wife brought like 65 towels. Four. Four towels. You can share between 65 people. I think that's the math. But um, we'd love to baptize you. So be thinking about that and, and be obedient. If you're being called to be baptized tonight, don't say no. Um, I just want to ask, if there's anybody who was baptized last week, if you've got a story of the evidence of what God has done in your life this week, I don't think we can not hear it. Is anybody feeling bold and feeling like they've got a story? Nope. Okay, I, I, I know I meant, to, I was meant to put it out there, but... Uh, uh, I, I wish I could tell more of the story of Bobby and Jessica, but even that story of them being in Cranbrook right now is the evidence of what God has been doing in their life and in their, in their whole extended family relationship. It's a beautiful thing, and I uh, kind of wish they were here so they could tell that story too. So that's the first thing I want to do is just make sure you had an opportunity there. Second thing is, I've got a couple of announcements, and Ian, I'm going to work with you here. Oh, you went too soon. You did. This is my meme. Anytime you get a 50-year-old creating memes, you know it's dangerous, right? So, um, uh, so getting involved in SNL, normally I think the way the meme works is that's like the sinful part, is that you're, you're looking away from your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife. But this, in this case, you are you're, you're kind of, I can, I can tell that you've got this interest. Uh, Kevin today, a couple times, just jumped in and helped where he could, uh, setting some stuff up. And uh, I know that some of you are starting to f- find this more and more of a home. And getting involved and making this your home, becoming a part of things, is a good thing. So, and, and we don't want sin, we don't want selfishness to hold you back from getting involved in SNL. So, I'm going to give you three quick practical ways that you can get involved. Next slide, please. Oh, there you go. Man, Ian, you're on fire. First one's coffee. Your cups. 
if, even if you just want to take care of your own cup, if you put it into the kitchen on the island or even next level is putting it in the dishwasher. I feel like I'm talking to my kids at home. Um, but you can put them in the dishwasher. Uh, the cream and the milk just go back in the fridge. There's two fridges, only one works. You'll figure that out pretty quickly. And then the carafts. Oh, I got one more. Go back one more real quick. The carafts, uh, although Donnie has been on fire today, she's, I think, refilled the carafts a couple times. Um, they just need to be rinsed and just put by the coffee maker. Next one is, um, as you've noticed each week, and it's been crazy, Donnie brought a whole bunch of stuff again today, and uh, I know Chris brought some food, which will be available after, some uh, cake pops and delicious things like that. But that room needs to get torn down because we do Sunday school in that room tomorrow. So if you want to tear down the tables and put them away, we'll show you where that goes. And any clothes that don't get uh, taken home with you, we want to uh, bag them up and we will take care of them after that. So that's another way you can get involved. But yet, there's more. Signs. Uh, Kevin was one of the ones who put out the signs today. Um, they just go back on the dolly and get brought inside because we'll take them out again tomorrow morning. So those are just three practical ways that you can start to get a little bit more involved here at SNO. And we'd love to plug you in and, and get you busy. Actually, a really good example, Mikey and Ian at the back are, are great examples. They've been with us for a long, long time. Uh, and over the years, they've gotten involved in different things. Um, but recently, uh, maybe the last three months, Christine just started showing up and we were actually desperate. We got her to work on the AV stuff at the back and she's been doing that faithfully for us as well. We will, we will put you to work. All right, the last thing I want to remind you of is that we will be doing baptisms at the end. I want, to, I want to put that in front of your mind again to be considering whether tonight is your night to be baptized. I said that was the last thing, but my real last thing is I want to introduce Steve. Don't get up yet, Steve. Um, I think most, if not all of you, have been here when Steve has preached, but I want to tell you why I get excited when Steve preaches. Steve loves you, like a lot. Um, and he's become famous for making sure you know how to reach him on Facebook. Uh, and that is because he doesn't want this to be the only connection. If you need somebody to talk to throughout the week, he, I'm stealing your thunder, but you can, you can connect with him. But I love the way he loves you. He does it with his words. He's been brewing this sermon for weeks, and I know he is bursting, ready to, ready to preach. So come on up, Steve, and uh, we'll turn it over to you. Uh, I don't know what's happening to me. The older I get, the more emotional I get. And, and I, I, I was blubber. I'm not kidding you. I, I usually blubber over my children, and I, now I cry over you guys too. So uh, uh, I got a video, and it applies to the message, and read the words, and then you and I will cry together afterwards but uh so watch it you got it Dave? or ian music video there we go you're coming i'll step out of the way you don't need to see my head You are not hidden There's never been a moment You were forgotten You are not hopeless Though you have been broken Your innocence stolen 
Fantastic singer, and uh, I felt the message totally. I wish the table was falling. Uh, the message totally applies to to, to uh, today's scripture. So I don't know if you got the map, Dave, or Ian. So whenever she's talking, okay. So 
I'm just going to, I want you to, I'm going to read a little bit before we go to scripture. And um, just so you guys know what's going on, Jesus, Jesus is, uh, knew the, I'm going to read chapter 4 uh, out of John 4. Uh, sorry, John chapter 4. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John, though Jesus himself didn't baptize them. His disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on his way. So, oh, back up. So in the old days, Judea is my history lesson. I, I, I'm not very good history. I had his worst history teacher. In the midterm, he sat there clipping his fingernails. Yeah, I know, gross, right? Blank, and it was obvious. I don't know if he had a special cl uh, 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 fingernail clippers that were, like, made to be loud, but you're sitting here, you're freaking out on midterms, right? And you're studied and studied, and, he, and bang! And you'd hear the fingernail hit the floor. Oh, it was so gross. So hopefully I'm a better uh, 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 geography teacher than that. It was so gross. Like, it was the worst. Sorry, guys. I had to get that out of my system, too. Oh, and you know what? Here's another thing. He met my wife. My wife and I, I think my wife and I were engaged. We are in Guilford uh, Mall. And uh, he's walking like this. You know, you know, Sas you know Sasquatch? You know how you ever see the Sasquatch on TV? That's the way he used to walk. And my mother-in-law is just losing her mind right now, I know. And she, he'd be walking like this. His name is Mr. Dupre. I'm like, Mr. Dupre, I want you to meet my, my fiancé. And he's like, eh. eh. And I'm like, nah. I was like, oh, what? So I couldn't even, so that was my Mr. DePray's geography teacher. So anyhow, so he's going from Jesus, sorry, I had to get that out of my system too. So Jesus goes from north to south, right? So if you guys see this, Judea, and then there's the Dead Sea and the Jordan River. And in between, in the baby blue, is Samaria. And the Jews in Galilee and Judea disliked the Samarians so much they would go on the other side of the Jordan River from Judea to go around. They were, they were uh, people of mixed blood. They were, uh, oh, there were some Jewish people that, that had, uh, had relations. I guess I, was, I don't know how to say that. But they, 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 had, they had babies with other people that weren't Jews. There we go. And it's so, but anyhow, as a result, they were hated by the North and South Jews, right? And, they, and, and so they were so disliked. It'd be like going from Hope. If you're, and these guys are walking, right? We're not going in a nice truck or anything. They're walking from Hope to Surrey, and they're like, you know what? Langley sucks. I'm going to go around to Maple Ridge on the other side of the Fraser and come back to Surrey. And that's what, that's what they did. And, but Jesus, this is the part I like. Jesus says he had to go through. There's a, so there's a reason when he, there we go, thank you. He had to go through on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan. So the fact that he meets this woman, this woman before we get any further, wasn't by accident. He, uh, he purposely walked through there. He had to go through Samaria on the way. And eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar. I'm horrible with those names. Near the village, uh, sorry, near the field that Jacob gave to his son, jo uh, Joseph. Jacob, well, was there. I'm going to read my Bible instead. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well at noontime. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. 
he was alone at the time, and because his disciples had gone on to the village to buy some food. And now here's the other thing, too. There's a little bit of reflection so you understand about this lady, too. It was, it, it was in the noon, noon time, so like, ladies normally went in the morning, and they went in pairs, or they went with other ladies. They didn't go by themselves. So it kind of gives you a, a bit of an understanding that this lady was, she didn't have a whole lot of friends. She was felt, oh, and by the way, uh, before I started this too, this lady, I think, is not just a story about lady, it's a story about everybody in this room where you sort of, you felt like an outcast or you felt like you didn't belong. Every one of us has felt like that. And, and if, we, if you can't, it, I don't want to, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Um, if you see this as a story is just about a woman, you're, you're not listening. It's about all of us. And it's about everyone in this room that's had to, uh, uh, that, that felt in, invisible and felt ashamed of who they were. And uh, I just, I'll, I'll keep reading. Please give me a drink. He was alone, and because of the time the disciples had gone to the village, the woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans, like I said. And Jesus said, oh, uh, she said, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? So let alone even talking to her. She was amazed that this, that this man was just talking to her. This is how, and back in the day, I was reading about this too, is that, um, my wife wouldn't like this because my wife's not that kind of lady, but you couldn't talk to your wife. He's like, shut up, woman, get behind me. He would, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. They didn't acknowledge women as equals. They didn't acknowledge, and this is what, this is the part, uh, Jesus loved us all, loves us all, and loved everybody equally. And, and, this, and so this is why the lady's so surprised. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you the living water. And he, it didn't matter that she was a lady by herself, and, and, and but we'll go on further. Actually, no, I'm going to keep reading. Uh, but sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think that you're greater than our, our ancestors, Jacob, who gives us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? It always kind of grosses me out, bucket of animals drinking out of your water. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink water that I, that I give will never thirst again. Uh, be, it becomes fresh, bubbling spring within me and giving eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come to get water. And I... Um, I think about this lady, and I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was thinking about it today too, as I was writing this message. And the lady is just she she's starving for not not just she's starving for spiritual fulfillment. She wants not just not just water, but she wants she wants what God is talking about. Go. So here's the thing that that, that um. I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to start. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. You have, 
for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married, and you're man, and you're you're living with a man now. You certainly have spoken the truth, and it wasn't con- condemning the lady. And I was thinking about this too, about the um, this poor lady. I was thinking about her situation back then. If you weren't attached, and I know it's a horrible word to say, if you weren't attached to a dude, an, another man, your value, you were valueless. You were, you were alone in the world. You weren't protected by anybody. And, and so the different studies I read is that the theories were that she was possibly uh, unable to bear children. So that, that kills her value. What good are you? So she goes, now she's alone. And she's trying to feel safe, and she's trying to have a roof over her head, and she wants to feel loved. Ultimately, that's what we want, right? We want to feel loved. We want to feel safe. We want to feel taken care of. So she goes to another man, and until she's on her sixth dude, and and and, and, and Jesus, he just he he doesn't care. And this is the part that that for all of us, like this poor lady was. Five, six different, I mean, how honestly, if you think about it, how many girlfriends have we had or boyfriends have we had or partners that we've had just looking? Or, or, or um, how many times we, did we go looking for love but didn't get the love? You know what I mean? You kept looking for love or we kept looking for love in, 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 a, in, in a, another human being or a pretty face or a good-looking dude. And, 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 you, and you're like, he's going to give it to me or she's going to give it to me. I feel safe with this person. And then something happens. Something happens that well, this isn't the person I love. This isn't what he did. He's not treating me with love. If he loves me, why would he tre- is he treating like, me like this? And, and, or why is she doing what she's doing? And I, I'm a big music buff. And I... I was blubbering in front of my wife this week. I really, sorry, I really like Bruce Springsteen. He's one of my favorites. And and it's okay. I really like Bruce Springsteen. And he's got this new new, um, documentary out called Western Star. And it's a reflection of his life. And it's a reflection of, and and he gives a reason for the songs that he's writing. And there's a song called Somewhere North of Nashville. And the, I literally, I was bawling, and my children were, were like, oh, dad's at it again. And my wife's like, oh, because honestly, you guys, the peop- there, there's only a couple of people. This group, I cry. I literally, you hear people in church, and I cry over you. I, I literally cry over you. I worry about you. I cry over you, and I think about you, and I cry over my children and my wife and my family. And so he, it, the reasons Bruce Springsteen wrote this song totally made me think about this woman and it made me think about everybody here who was longing to be loved. It says, sometimes you just, his reasons for the song were sometimes, and it made, like again, like I said, made me think about us. Sometimes you just gravitate to pain. It's where you're used to be. You're used to being in that area of pain. It feels like home. When you're, you're, I remember when you're falling in love, you're thinking, oh, this is too good. It's too good to be true. 
It's too good. What's, when's the shoe going to drop? When's the smack across the face going to come? It feels, this is the part that made me, honestly, so I'm trying to keep it together too, this is the part that made me fall apart. It feels more familiar than love. Right? The pain makes you feel, you're used to the pain and you're looking that love that we all want so desperately and we don't have. And you don't, the other part is, we don't know what it's like to hold on to love. It just, this, this poor lady had five, I mean the Bible says he had, she had five, six, six total. How many have we had in the past? How many people, how many whores? But the, the worst of it all is, and the worst of it all is we're, when we're alone, and we, we, the love, we've let go of love, is that we hold, hold on to hurt. And this, we hold on to hurt so tightly because that's what we're used to, right? You're used to being, I hate this when I do that, used to being just the happiness. You're waiting for the happiness to go away. And, you're, and, when, and when somebody says something, I can remember just somebody, just, just an off comment, and you'd be devastated. And, you, and I can remember just sitting going, that's, that's, yeah, I shouldn't have expected to be loved. I shouldn't have expected to, that that, that that person, that man or woman would treat me kind. I'm not worthy of being treated with kindness or love. Where is the love in the world, right? So that was Bruce Springsteen. And, 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 and that's what, and it totally, I'm not kidding, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I thought of all your faces. And I thought about my, the, uh, oh, for those of you, some of you ladies don't know me, but we share a very common history. I was raised up in a, in a father with a heavy hand, a very abusive home. And I, I was lucky enough that I didn't have to go through, through rehab, but I suffered the same thing. I suffered a lot of, I look in your faces and I see the same things that I, that I went through. And the stories that, unfortunately, that you tell me, I, I share the same thing. So, when we're talking about love, and Jesus says, Jesus, he calls her, this is the, this is the things that, 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 believe me, dear woman, Dear woman, I can remember, this is, I got to tell you, in my life, the biggest influences of love to me were women in my life. And I don't mean that inappropriately. I mean, we had neighbors who took care of me and we'd go, hey, uh, Steve, I got a job for you. Or hey, there was girls in school who knew my, I lived in, I grew up in a very small town and everybody knew what was going on in my house. And people would tell me, tell me that, you know, young my friends, like, Steve, you, you know what? You don't deserve that. You deserve love. You deserve to be treated. All my life, if I look back on it, and thank God, my wife, honestly, <laughs> I'm trying not to cry looking at my wife. <laughs> my wife has taken me. <laughs> I shouldn't have looked at her. <laughs> my wife has taken me from 
and Jesus, with Jesus, and my mother-in-law, truthfully. <laughs> I'm not saying that just because she's here. <laughs> truthfully. I can remember when I, 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 I uh, was going to get married, my parents didn't come, and I told my mother-in-law, and I'm bawling like a baby. And my mother-in-law has loved me since the, like a son since the day I met her. And so Jesus, sorry, I can't even see the Bible. <laughs> As Jesus calls her, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when you will, oh, sorry, I skipped a whole par paragraph. It says, you're right, you don't have, have a husband. You have five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me why is it that you Jews in Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while the Samaritans claim it is here in Mount... What are we going to call that one? Gerzim? What? Sure, we'll go with Jerusalem. And God will forgive us for screwing it up, I'm sure. Where our ancestors were worshipped. What? Okay, you know what? You, I'm going with it. I'm going to blame you if I get it wrong. <laughs> Jesus replied, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming. And this is the part, this is the part that I think kind of, well, I think my, my, um, near the, I was trying to figure out where to cut my message, but I think this is it. <sighs> the time has come, uh, it's coming when we no longer matter whether, whether you worship the Father on his mountain or in Jerusalem. The Samaritans, you know, know very little about the one you worship, while the Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming indeed. It's here now when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. God is the Spirit, so if those who worship him must worship in spirit. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called the Christ. This is the part I like. This is the part I really like. When he, when he comes, he will explain everything. And this is the mic drop moment, right? Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. And then, and so, the other part I thought was funny is, well, it's funny, but it's also kind of not. The, uh, the, the, the this is a reflection of, of how people thought about this lady, right? This is Jesus' own team. Men who are supposed to, who have followed Jesus, and, and he's teaching them about compassion and loving one another. And he's like, they're like, why are you talking to her? The, the woman, like, why are you talking to her? What do you want with her? And they couldn't see it, but Jesus could. And I'm going to cut it off there. And this is what I, I want for those of you who, who um, are thinking of getting baptized tonight. And uh, hopefully, hopefully more than four. Four, is, I got to tell you, is fantastic. I'm so excited about that. But what I'm trying to get at is, Jesus, you don't have to be, you don't have to be in this here. Jesus will meet you at your home. Jesus will meet you at Hannah House, Hilland, Shaughnessy, or what's the one, the other one? Oxford? Is Oxford House the other one? In, in Poco? Yeah, it's almost the same thing. There's a whole pile of them. 
under a bridge. I saw a guy today, yesterday, I was talking to him. He was totally blacked out, and the lady had just Narcaned him. I was just driving down the road, right by a subway. And, and, and she, I opened my window, and I was like, is he all right? She goes, yeah, I'm just giving him a little Narcan at a time so I don't screw up his high. I know, right? I know, I know. And I get it because this guy's going to wake up all messed up and everything, right? And the dude beside him, uh, beside her, I'm like, I, I, so I, I whip around. And uh, actually, before I whip around, the guy goes, goes pops up. He goes, hey! I'm like, holy moly. Jesus will meet him there is what I'm eventually getting at. And, and Jesus will meet has, no matter where he is, where you are. That song, that song, and, and what... And the, I like the song that Alex was singing too. He will kick down the doors. I mean, look at, look at the, the, your faces right now. Where were we? Alex, a year clean, right? James, how many? Two years clean, a year clean, right? Back there, Mike. How long has it been, Mike? Mikey, lots. It's years. We'll go years. We'll go years. Brandon. 20. <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> but, but, but. It, it <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Well, I'm glad you're here. And if that was the case, if that's the case, I, I'm, you, yeah, thank you for being here. If that's the case. It was, right? Well, sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to do that. <sighs> I'm gonna just take some of that water and just splash my face for a second. But the, what I'm saying is, the, it doesn't matter. Twenty-three years and years. He meets us where he meets us, and he doesn't. There's a, a song we sing on Sunday Sunday morning. It's called "He's a Good Father," and that good. He's it's and it's a fact. And, and he's a good father because he, he, won't, he won't say, he won't forget us. He won't, he won't, you won't be waiting for that father to give you the backhand or kick you or say the words that you don't want to hear from your father. He's the father that will show, show you love and will never forgive you. Forgive me, sorry, forget you. Yeah, that was wrong. You know what I mean? I can't believe I just said that. That would be the opposite. <laughs> so, if what I'm getting at is, if any of you, if right from my mother-in-law, I was brought her here just so she could listen to it. I'm so. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, is if you're thinking about whether your decision with Jesus, whether your decision with the, actually it's really warm, it is really warm, to be baptized, it, it, don't wait, because that man that, that, that I whipped around the corner and, and was narcan that could have been his last breath, it could be our last breath, we're all here sober for the most part, and, 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 and clean, Right? 
We can, it doesn't even have to be sober. Whatever it is, Jesus was, always loves you regardless of what you're doing. And he's, a, he's the Lord that will always be there for you. And, and we could go out tomorrow and have something, God forbid, God forbid, on our way to find out which, where we're sitting. So if, uh, if we could just bow our heads. Is anybody out there who uh, tonight's the night that you you, you picked to to, to uh, follow Jesus or rededicate yourself to Jesus? Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Lord Jesus, you see those hands. You see the people in this in this church. Holy Spirit, I just thank you so much for what you do in this church and what you do in the people's hearts. I thank you what you do in my life. And I, I thank you for what you do in everybody else's life here. I pray that you bless each and every person here. And I pray that you continue to guide us with your Holy Spirit wherever we go. I pray that our, each decision that we make every day that we turn to you before we make that decision. Thank you in your precious name. Amen. So, uh, go ahead, Dave. You're going to have baptisms? Apparently. So, who's getting baptized? I, what was your name again? Josh. I know it's a J word. What? You too? Sweet. Four, five? Five people. We went up. We went up one. Okay. Who's the dippers? We'll get, we'll get the dippers up here. I, I want to I make a comment, too. Um, thanks, Steve. That's beautiful. Matt, Josh, you're ready to go. Hey, before, before, we, before we do the baptisms real quick, um, you, I, there's something that you, I know, I'm, I'm way close to the mic, that you um, connected for me that I've never heard before. And I think it really segues well into the baptisms. This idea of Jesus revealing himself as the Messiah. Messiah literally means the one who saves. And then you gave me a picture is that police, like a firefighter doesn't sit at the fire hall and say, hey, yeah, come to the fire hall, I'll save you. If your house is on fire, he doesn't say, yeah, well, just come on over to the fire hall, we'll, we'll make sure you're fine. The fireman goes and rescues. The Messiah, the one who saves, comes to where you're at, and he rescues you where you're at. And that was one of those mind-blowing things you gave me tonight, I'm really thankful for it. And that's what he wants to do tonight. He wants to save you tonight. And, and really what he's doing is he's saving us from ourselves. And anybody who's lived more than 15 minutes, thanks actually, Spencer. If you've lived more than 15 minutes, you know that when we're driving the bus of our life, we tend to do stupid things. And, and we tend to trend towards death and brokenness. And what we do tonight and what the people are going to be doing tonight that are being baptized, we taught on this last week, um, they're going to be dying to themselves. They're, they're taking their hands off. Is that Carrie Underwood, that song? Jesus, take the wheel? I got it right? Okay. You're, they're taking their hands off of the bus, off the steering wheel bus of the bus, and saying, Jesus, you be Lord of my life. And when they rise, they'll be a new creation. All right? Josh is ready. So we're going to have Mikey and Ian. They're going to come in here, and they're going to walk you through it. Um, we'll start with Josh. 
and um, we'll go, I don't know, Angela or Amber, who wants to go next or first? Oh, we got, well, this is awesome. So we're just going to turn it over to them. Uh, if you, especially I think of you who were baptized last week, you guys are now the veterans. <laughs> if you can be praying for the people who are being baptized and, and all of us together, let's, let's gather around spiritually as, as they're baptized. Let's pray. Thank you for joining us for Saturday Night Life. If you want to learn more about this ministry, or if you just want to talk to somebody about what you've heard on this podcast, please email us at snl at nrchurch.ca. We'd love to get to know you better. Until then, be safe and be blessed.